for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think. Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Hey, people. <laughs> so, here we are, still at the uh, Home NHC, Brewer HBC. Conference, the yep. HBC. We've got the live crowd of, uh, Quite live. Looks, it looks a little, little yeah. smaller than yesterday. I'd, I'd put it at about 2,000. Yeah, 2,000. 2,000 people. Maybe 2,100. Right. Oh, 2,100. Uh, yeah. yeah. 2,300, uh, Michael says there. Yeah, he yeah. works for the park service. So he knows yeah, let's, yeah. He, he's good at he's good <laughs> at estimating crowd sizes. Uh, everybody having a good time? You enjoying? They see? Oh, yeah. That's true. Ah, yes. And you know what I enjoy? One of my favoriteest things about... Uh, not drinking. Okay. Yes, it is. That that's probably Second. number one. Yeah. Uh, meeting all of you folks. That's that's number two. Done, done with that. Uh, probably three or four somewhere down the list. Um, maybe maybe five or six. Maybe like right after a good bowel movement. Uh, okay. Seeing my great friend uh, John Blickman. Oh yeah. Uh, the booth is right down over there, and uh, he's just a great guy. Yesterday I was wandering around the booth. Now couple of things one one is somebody just asked me about uh they had gone to an oxygen uh Oxy, yeah. in, pa- in packaging uh, seminar they were asking me some numbers and things like that and one of the things they were saying well with a beer gun what can you get with a beer gun we in our brewery have gotten three parts per billion with a beer gun that's pretty incredible and uh, you could probably get zero if you're real careful and real crafty with how you get the cap on. Yeah, it might um, be zero depending on the plus or minus on your on your right, thing. I mean, right, right. who wants it? This you don't need a, it to measure down that low. This is a twenty-five thousand dollar Anton Parr oxygen uh, testing rig that we have. Nice. And uh, so the beer gun is capable of those low a number. You're gassing at the bottom. It's got the quiescent fill. It's all very important to, towards getting that. But I am saying that you can get better than commercial quality filling. I guess the, the, the guys from uh, New Belgium were saying they shoot for 250 parts per billion or less. Right. Packaging. That's their Sounds a little high to me, personally. Yeah, um, about 80, 90 would be like that. Yeah, we, we cut it off if we hit 100. Um, but, uh, you know, when we're, when we're bottling on a uh, half a million dollar uh, Prospero bottling line, we're 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 getting something like uh, you know fifteen to thirty parts per billion, which is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, you know you can't get bottling lines that really do any less than that. So with a beer gun, you can actually get lower than that. That's amazing. Yeah. This the the trick is you know put your put your like we we're talking yesterday put your <laughs> wand in all the way down all the way to the bottom. Open your CO2. You don't want crazy, fast, Russian CO2. You know, just at a normal pace and just let it slowly fill up. Give it time. Enough time to, you know, flush the flush the bottle a couple of times. And then remove the shaft slowly so you don't pull air back in. Start filling with beer. And then as it gets, you know, near the top, you know, keep keep coming up and keep adding beer and come right to the top. 
And uh, like I said, uh, my guys get three parts per billion. Incredible. That's the best packaging you're, you're possibly going to get for your beer, honestly. The other thing I saw the other day, and the reason I'm spending time on this, because I was very impressed with the Riptide pump. You That's guys nice have pump. mentioned this in the past. It, it wasn't until yesterday that I saw this damn thing. Oh, yeah. This is a sweet pump. I was blown away. He has used his brilliant mind to rethink how pumps should be done. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've used small, small pumps as a, as a home brewer and big pumps now. Uh, totally enclosed, fan-cooled. It's got uh, heat sink fins on it. Brilliant. Right. Yeah, so it doesn't overheat. No, who, nobody else has these things. It's got uh, a air relief valve on it, just like, like on a keg. Yep, he's the first one to combine yeah. the, the 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 air relief. You know, when you when you're trying to prime a pump and you got an air bubble in there, yeah. you have to take it up. You you know, if you got a march pump, you're like shaking it upside down. You're trying oh, yeah. to, trying to get the air out of it. Getting the outlet hose way low. So it's it got like a little a little pull tab. You just pull on it like a like on a corny keg. You just pull that thing, bleed the air off. Takes the uh, cavitation out of it. Freaking brilliant. Yeah. The other thing I was I was uh, I was blown away by was it's a three-inch TC clamp on the head. Oh, yeah. You can oh. take this pump apart in literally seconds. Unspin the TC clamp. The head comes off. The, uh, there's like three parts there. If you want to wash out your pump and you're worried about all sorts of goo and protein and stuff inside the pump and the impeller, you, you, you take it apart in moments. You could put it back together in moments. Plus, the other brilliant thing is the head rotates completely. You can orient your inlet and outlet at any orientation you want. You want it to go straight up and down? Sure. You want it to go left and right? Sure. You want it to go the other way? Absolutely. Right. right. It, Perfect. The guy's a genius. I mean, he, he hasn't, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, solved cancer or anything, but he's taken, you know, he, he thinks about things and how to make them better, and that's what's so impressive to me about uh, Blickman Engineering. Yep, he thinks of I'm I'm just thrilled yeah. to, to call him a friend and to, to spend time talking to him. Yeah, it's well-engineered stuff. And then I threw in a couple of uh, ideas, I think, yeah, for improving yeah. things. I'm like, you know, you could do this, you could do that. I, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, freebies. helping him out, helping him out. Wow. A couple of freebies. Nice. Yeah. I did not charge him for it. But uh, it's good to see him. If you've never met the man right at his booth over there, you should go by and say hi. Because he's paying for the show, so you don't have to. And I'm, I'm telling you, he's, he's, good he's a good guy. He's a geek like the rest of us. And I'll tell you, a lot of the, the other new manufacturers around here, they've taken a lot of ideas and clues from him. And that's why you have such a, a revolution in, in beer that's equipment right. these days. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, no shame about it. I got a, a man crush on uh, John Blick. <laughs> oh. So what are we going to talk about today? Speaking of getting crushed. Yeah. <laughs> getting crushed. Are you crushing a few beers? Everybody crushing a few beers? Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, one of the things, I mean, Justin, you mentioned it the other day about selling out, you know, getting a big check, getting the billion dollar check. And I thought to myself, well, that's an interesting question. And um, as a matter of fact, we got uh, dissed on social media for we were uh, we're participating in a festival. There's a bunch of small breweries, and then there's also like Ten Barrel and uh, Goose oh, yeah. Island. I guess are going to be there. 
And so in their social media, they said, Ten Barrel, Goose Island, Heretic. And people gave us crap for somebody else's social media post. Like, they're like, oh, you're selling out. It's like, well, what do you mean we're selling out? They're like, well, why are you pouring at this? Well, because there's like 60 other little breweries that were just exactly. part of that. Yeah. yeah, 80% of them are independent. 90% <laughs> right. are independent. Right, right. It's like just because somebody mentioned us with them doesn't mean, yeah. you know, we're, yeah, we're like, tied up with them. It's like admitting defeat, going out of business. You just got, that's yeah. what they want you to do. Got right. tarred with the same brush. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was very weird. And so I thought, you know, we never really addressed it. True. What is the... You know, what is the, the, the whole thing about selling out or, you know, um, wh- what does that mean? What, what does that mean for, for the consumer? What, what should everybody here be doing in support of small breweries or not support of small breweries or whatever they want to know? What's, I mean, how do, we, how do we define this? How do we, you know, really kind of put, put the, you know, yeah. put this thing to... What's some of the current thinking on this? Well, yeah. Get, get, give some more background on it and get, you know, see all sides, you know, understand where everybody's coming from. Okay. Right. Well, and it's affecting uh, a number of number of things like, uh, uh, you know, Northern Brewer. They've got, you know, some uh, yep. influx of, of cash from uh, VX, I guess, which is Anheuser-Busch, or ABI's uh, venture group. Uh, venture group. Uh, rate beer got got money from them. I mean, yeah. so people are starting to kind of freak out. It's like, well, you're buying our ability to homebrew. You're buying our ability to, you know, talk about beer. I mean, buy me. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> send him money, and then there's uh, a number, right? Um, so, so you kind of wonder. Do you think the brewing network should sell? Seriously, tasty should sell, or if offered, would they? Well, you know, it's, it's. Do you have to give up creative, you know, independence? So if not, then it's okay. Oh, but yeah, this is this is the thing I say is, you always give up creative independence. If when somebody gives you money, they want more. You know, pretty much every time they want mo- money in return. Mm-hmm. return and and or the when, value that they paid for. When when they've given you money, they believe. A lot of times they know better than you. So this is the problem. When, when, uh, so a friend of mine, uh, Jeremy from Knee Deep, yep. he started a Knee Deep Brewing Company. And in order to, to, to start it, in order to buy equipment and to fund the thing, he sold shares to various people he knew. Right? Right. Some people he knew better than others. You know, friends of friends got involved. Friends of friends, and that's how he got money. Mm-hmm. Well, now I don't know the actual story. This is what I have heard reported to me, and allegedly, uh, from sources I have heard, uh, this one investor bought up all the shares from the other investors, where he owned the majority of the company. And then he essentially fired the guy who started it. The brewer, Jeremy, was kicked out of his own brewery that he started. Well, that's that's what happens, right? Because somebody else kind of controlled what was going on. Yeah, as soon as you sell an interest, you're losing. Is that correct? Have you heard something else? I've heard a similar thing, and there's a couple issues with that, though. And and I'm and I'm and I like Jeremy. Mm -hmm. 
That's poor planning on his part. You, you, when you sell sure. shares of a company, sure. you, you actually write clauses about how those uh, shares are allowed to be treated and, and so forth. Right. So, uh, but this is but the reason, I bring, the, the reason yeah. I bring this up is that it is part of the larger conversation because right. uh, it's all the details that are happening behind these deals that yes. matter almost more than, than just knowing that somebody has been purchased. Right. So I've never really been... I don't know that I've actually thought too much about it until very recently about the Brewing Network and what I would do. Right. I had been pretty honest in saying, I'll sell tomorrow. I, I, <laughs> give me the cash, and I'm out of here. But honestly, recently, I've really started to change my attitude and my opinion about that. Right. And it's because I've learned more about the strategies that are going on with these with these buyouts and the purchases that we don't know about that mm-hmm. you'd actually have to be very educated on the distributor side the brand side the way the market actually works which craft brewers are, are far Mark. less educated on that than, than the big sure, breweries sure. and when you start to understand how those things work it, it actually becomes much more sinister and I'm nervous about being a part of that yeah. well and I, I I've, 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 I've got several things on that so so one is did Jeremy sell out no. So why not? He took money. It was early on money, right? Yeah. So the fact that he took it early on means he didn't. No. If you take no. it later on, then you did. No, no. The there, the intention behind the people that he sold shares to uh-huh. is what matters. So okay. I actually don't believe okay. it's a timeline thing. I believe it's it's the intention the, the of people, the investors. So the people who have given you money is is possibly the issue. The intentions of those people. Uh-huh. I would agree with that. I yeah. think that's a very good distinction. So when somebody like uh, AB InBev uh, buys up a brewery, like a, a Ten Barrel or a Goose Island or, you know, many Wicked of the weed. others, that they Wicked Weed or whatever. What happens is they go into the marketplace, they lower the price of the beer, and then they're not just lowering the price of the beer, they're adding incentives that come in that you don't even know about. And they and not all of them, but some of their distributors have been known to do some, uh, you know, yeah. a, a, a shady thing on the or edge, two on the edge. in a gray area. And so the beer is almost goddamn free. Yes. And when you go and buy, uh, you know, a uh, you know a Goose Island or something like that from uh, a, a a a retailer who is getting it and making you know more off of that than they are off of a uh, you know. Uh, you know, uh, independent beer, independent, a smaller brewery. What's happening is it's squeezing out all. The, this is how they're doing it. Well, they are squeezing out all these other breweries by making it, you know, the the retailer's choice. You know, if if you're making seventy five cents off a of beer, or you're making ten cents off a of beer, which one do you think the retailer is going to choose to sell you? Right. The consumer loses out. There's. You're 100% right. But there's also something else going on, and it's, and it's about brand equity. So right now, in the craft market, in the, in the beer world, we're premium. Okay? Craft is premium. Um, the the Anheuser-Busch's of the world, uh, their brand equity has gone down. And by the way, brand equity, even though it's not a dollar in your bank account, it is a line item on your balance sheet. And what the beer companies have seen is their brand equity decreasing. So when they buy craft, 
reduce the price of craft, which is doing exactly what you're saying. It's also making craft more in line mm-hmm. with their reduced brand the value equity. of craft down. And so what happens is bringing uh, their, less, themselves up. L- exactly. And so less educated consumers, not like you folks sitting here, they start to see everything on the same line, everything in, with the same brand equity. And that is more harmful to craft than, than almost anything. Well, I, I, I would say yes, yes and no. Um, and I think you make excellent points. But here's, here's also one of the things is the people who are brewing the beer, those are not the, those are not the, the people. Those are not the problem. Oh, right, right. You know, don't hate a brewer from Anheuser-Busch. Those are those are not the people to to yeah. have a problem with. I met some of those guys. They're just like any of us. We yeah. have a great exactly. relationship. Yeah. We're we're ten miles away from an Anheuser Busch facility. When we when we started brewing a lager, we wanted to check our our diacetyl, our acetaldehyde, uh, a lot of other things. What did we do? We went over to our friends at Anheuser Busch and said, "Hey, can you guys check this?" Now. I would never go over to the marketing people and say, hey, let's market something, or you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the corporate people, or the finance people, or all those people. But I'll tell you, the brewers are brewers. Just like you're a brewer, I'm a brewer, we're all brewers here. Exactly. We're the same, we're the same kind of people. We are all brewers. We, we share that, that passion and that commonality, and you share it with the, you know, the, the biggest brewer and the smallest brewer. There's nothing wrong with those folks. They love making beer. But they're corporate people who are deciding to screw all the the smaller people. Right. The distributors. Those you have a problem with. Yeah. And and the one reason they're buying up, you know, breweries is so they can get access to their distribution network and say, oh, yeah, now we can sell, you know, a retailer. We can sell you all the craft beer you want to carry. And it's, you know, inroads for... Their brands versus somebody else's yeah, brands. Yeah, they're moving the local. shock top in along with this new craft brand that they yeah. bought. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it, it very often is not. It's not a, a brewer's decision. It's not a. Um, you know, it's it's the marketing teams, the corporate people that are looking at it from strictly from a business sense. Yeah. You know, how can we dominate this market? Right. 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 Well, but you know, again, it, like you were saying earlier, Justin. Who you sell to and their intentions uh, can have an effect. Yeah. So, but so the brewery selling to a venture capital firm, I guarantee you their intent is to make their money back and then some. Oh yeah. How <laughs> how they do that may not respect the the wishes of the brewery and the the brewery's Colors, customers. Yeah. That's that's you know part of the problem. May, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Okay. Maybe you sell to. Uh, uh, Duvel. Is that a bad one? Does that make it? You don't know, right? All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to give you my analogy of what it's like to build a brewery and then to face the question of, of selling it. Okay. Back right after this. 
Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20 gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your Brew Easy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The Brew Easy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your Brew Easy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new Brew Easy all grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft lines. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone Certification Program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. New at Williams is the innovative line of Intertap forward-sealing beer faucets with interchangeable spouts, as well as a new grain mill motorizing kit that features a gear motor that spins your mill at the correct 180 RPM without the need for hazardous belts. Also new is the Mark II Wart Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that starts at only 
$69.99, but does the job of pumps costing twice as much. Other exclusives include their Brewer's Edge mini regulators in mini configurations, as well as their exclusive line of Keg King kegs and Keg King disconnects. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. From now until September 30th, enter web coupon NETWORK at checkout with any order of $75 or more and get a free Williams Brewing baseball hat with your order. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer. For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus. And Radical Brewing, Recipes, Tales, and World-Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications. All the best on beer and brewing. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, their amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking about, uh, you know, selling out or taking investments or whatever it might be. So, you know, I I think we we got into it from kind of a almost a negative sort of, oh, my God, why are they doing this uh, view? But um, I want to kind of back up and, and, and go from kind of another point of view. Yeah. Let me explain to you. At least my perception of building a brewery and what it's like. Let's say you were to uh, build a house from scratch. And you put a lot of time and effort into making sure it's the right house. And you've invested everything you've got. And the people that live in there, your family, literally your family, uh, is like the people that you work with. The, The people in my brewery... They are my family. I love those people. I want to make sure that they're never hurt, that 
they're taken well taken care of, that they're happy yeah. and they're having a good time and, and they do well and maybe someday, you know, um, They'll have little breweries of their own. Yeah, exactly. They, they go yeah. off and they start their own family. No, treat them like your kids. Yeah. yeah. Great, exactly. philo- great philosophy. It is very much like that for me. Cool. And, uh, you know, this, this house that we've custom built and taken this, this time and this care and we've lived together in this house for so long. You know, if somebody was to come up and say, hey, I'm a real estate uh, speculator and... Uh, you know, I want to uh, let me let me buy this house from you. You don't want this house, you know. Let me let me buy this thing from you. You know, if they're talking the like market value, it would be like hell no, get away from me. Right. You know, I I love this I love this place that we built. I love these people I work with. I love coming here every day. I love living in this house. I don't want a different house. I want this house. I want to stay in this house. All right. So if somebody came to you, John, and said, hey, you know, this house that you that you love and you got your forge in the backyard, your right. family has grown up there and your kids, this is their place. Right. And they love that place and this room. And or your money's buried in the backyard. Right. <laughs> and, and a couple, more than a couple of corpses. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if they, they said, well, you know, it's worth, uh, you know, $600,000, I'll give you, you know, five you'd be like, no. hey, get away from me. Yeah. And then they said. Well, how about if we gave you a million? And you'd be We're like, well... Six and a half million. Right. You'd listening. be like, well, I like this house, but, uh, yeah. you know, at a certain point, uh, you know, if they go, I'll give you a billion dollars for your house. Right. Well, what would you say then? Because then you start thinking, well, those people that are in this house with me, these people that I love very much... It's money, my responsibility to take care of them. Yeah. It's yeah. not about another house. It's about what that money could buy for those people going mm-hmm. forward. Right. What, what could I do for those people with that money? That is going to change your, your equation. So I, I see how, you know, a ballast point, a billion dollars. Yeah. I see how a Lagunitas takes $1.25 billion. I mean... I, you know, what would I say no? I, I, I don't know because you, it's not just about me anymore. It's about everybody. Yeah. And it's about, you know, what's best for everybody. I, you know, it's, I don't really care about money, believe it or not. <laughs> I would be happy just running the brewery. But it's not my call anymore. Well, but what, this, a, what about the money, though? I mean, th- this one, in terms of magnitude, so obviously you're not going to get 1.2 for Heretic Brewing, which is probably worth it. But say it is, well, wor- say it is worth... Uh, 1.2 dollars? Say, yes. say it, it's worth uh, 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 $3 million, and they offered you 10 Would you take it? Well, see, I, you know, I, I just don't know. It's this is the equation that you're talking about. That right. It, Tasty, got a Tasty, you make a good point. Yeah. And this is the remaining struggle that I would have with, would with the Brewing Network. Exactly. And I'll give you an example. Jamil's being honest when he says he doesn't care about money because he's been working free for free for me for 13 years. That's <laughs> um, true. And, you know, if I have this moral high road about selling or right. not selling, right. my decision affects... John Palmer, Tasty, Doc, Jason Petros, Jamil, all of these people that have built this company with me for years. And if it's a billion dollars, 
uh, I'm not just saying no for me. I'm I'm deciding the fu- the financial future of everybody at the Brewing Network, and I think this is the point you're making, Jamil. And this yes. is where it becomes, I think, right. uh, where it's not just about the the moral high road or where you think the industry is going. Mm-hmm. It's unfair to make those types of decisions for your family in a vacuum. If 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 I had my way, my kids would never leave. They would stay at home, and I. They would live with me forever, and I would never let them go. Yeah. The, the reality is that's not good for them. Yeah. True. Yeah. You know, the reality is they need to, you know, start their own lives and their own families and move out and, and have this whole thing. Sure. As much as it pains me to see them leave, it's got to happen. And, I, I, you know, I can't just, you know, choose what, what I want to happen. I've got to think about everybody else. So I understand why why this happens. Now, I don't know. I haven't had anybody offer me money. I, you know, I haven't had any of these discussions. And maybe maybe I would, you know, behave differently. I, I don't know really what the answer well, is. Okay. But, I, but I want us to, to talk and discuss and for everyone to think of, you know, just because somebody has, you know, uh, you know, done a sale of their business, mm-hmm. um, you know, why do, you know... I want to do a little audience survey here, if you don't mind, right? Yeah. So today, Jamil's company is worth $3 million. And uh, Abe Yenbev comes by and offers him $10 million. And he took it. Well, well who would be, who, who amongst you would, would cast a shadow on him at all for taking that oh, money? Oh, pretty much every last one of them. Uh, who, who, you all, uh, you all <laughs> they, would? They all say no, huh? but, you know. You wouldn't take the money yourself? You, hell, you'd take it, right? Who would take the money? Who would take the money? If I of course, if I didn't have kids and I didn't have employees, I'd be like, nah, I, yeah. I'm good. I wouldn't care. Well, there's also there's also the argument to made in terms of you know when when how and if you make it to such a decision. It's like uh, you know, Jamil, twenty years from now. You're ready to retire. I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. yeah, I'm ready. I was ready to retire like five years ago. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, do you, do you know have your daughters perchance you know bought into the business? Are they running the show now, or is right, it still right, just right. you and Liz? And yeah. you're thinking, money, please, yes, someone. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And not enough for me for the kids for the employees. Yeah, yeah, I would just give it all to them. I I didn't care at that yeah. point. Well, you know, but, you twenty know, years I'm, ago, I am I'm not going to be lucid. I'm going to be like peeing in my my <laughs> pants. I'm going to adult diapers are in my future. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> all right. You know, there's I, well, I'm, all I'm getting at is you know, in terms of a maturity of a business, and you know, when you as right, an owner right. and leader are ready to move on. That also has to figure in. Yeah, there might be a liquidation event where you don't want yeah. to do that. You want to, like, retire. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's what I've, again, allegedly I've heard about uh, the Wicked Weed deal was oh, yeah. the guys who were brewing, the guys who are partial owners, um, they had no say-so in it. It was really the, the money people. Right. There was, like, a divorce or something. or I, I, don't, I don't really know. This is what I've allegedly heard. But it's that uh, kind and of, I could be completely but it, wrong. It's but often that kind of thing where the people that you spurred yeah. the the, yeah. the sale, and so I mean, do you hate those those folks? I don't think we should hate those folks, but I don't think we should be supporting you know big beer that's trying to you know uh, devalue craft beer is trying to you know crush smaller breweries. I don't think we should be supportive of that though. But right. I think we should be supportive of those people, and especially if they go and open another brewery, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm using that money to start another brewery because mm-hmm. I got squeezed out of my last one." 
Would you not support Jeremy because he got squeezed out of his other brewery? Absolutely. You were like, good guy, great yeah, brewer. Yeah. Hey, you didn't you know structure things right when you sold the, the private equity. Um, yeah, hopefully you do a better job this time. Mm-hmm. But it's tough because all of us, you know, most of us here don't have endless amounts of cash. And so, you know, you struggle. Uh, I was lucky enough that my sister gave me a little chunk of cash to open the brewery. Um, and so we're family-owned, and she does says nothing about how I run it. She, she doesn't know anything you. about it. Yeah. And I'm the majority owner, my, my wife and I, and so I guess if we got a divorce, then maybe that would screw us up and maybe force something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the answer is and, and what I would do, but, you know, if, if, a, if a great brewery, if uh, Sierra Nevada was to come to me and say, hey, we want to buy you, and, you know, that means that we can work together even closer, I'd be like, well, that's really cool. Right. I mean, would you fault me for that? No, but Probably that's not. in line. With, let me just speak for the consumers for a second, because yeah. that's in yeah. line with the bill of goods that they've been sold. Mm. In other words, all of you folks standing here have been told by craft brewers for years now that we're small and we're independent and we're yeah. local and yeah. you should support yeah. us. And we've sold that bill of goods, right? Yeah. Yeah. And And... Being sold to somebody like a Sierra Nevada, frankly, even a Duval, if it turns out to be what it looks like, mm-hmm. um, is still in line with all of those goals. It's the American dream, building a small company, uh, becoming successful, supporting your family and your employees. But if we turn on a dime and sell to a company with much more sinister values, and mm-hmm. in fact, the very values that we've called them out on by name, for yep. years we've said they're evil, this name is evil, that name is evil. Uh, and then to turn on a dime is it's offensive, and I think that it, it hurts our feelings as, as beer lovers. We've been told something completely different. We, it, we feel like we've been lied to when that happens. And I think that's the big consumer backlash. Oh, sure, Frankly, sure. I think consumers care a bit less about the sim- sinister things happening in the market than, uh, than professionals do, because you're, just, you're still just trying to sell, be- sell beer, so you really care about that. Mm-hmm. What consumers care about is what you've told them for the last 10 years, right, and right, now right. you're doing the exact opposite. Right. And that's hard. Well, you know, so it it also goes kind of beyond that. And you would say to yourself, well, as a consumer... You don't worry too much about, you know, um, you know, the business practices of X on the shelf. You know, you've decided to shop at whatever store uh, and then you are there. And some people will shop at Walmart. Some people won't. Some people will shop at Whole Foods. Some people won't. Some people right, start, right. you know, because they've got their, their reasons. The vast majority of people just go and, uh, see, this is why I love this guy. I love that, man. Um, <laughs> the, the, the vast majority will just go and go like, well, this tastes good, and it's, it's at a reasonable price. And that's how a lot of people buy beer. And so, I mean, you really can't fault the consumer for saying, this tastes really good. And it is, you know, a lower price. Or, you know, this this tastes absolutely fantastic, and it's uh, cheap or it's expensive, but I really love it. I'm going to buy it based on taste. I don't care about all the arguments and the struggles because the market will solve itself. So while ABI may be buying up breweries, um, as long as breweries are producing great beer, I don't care. And, and that's that's exactly where... The people standing here today can make a difference. If you're in a bar and people are ordering, you know, the macro 
own beer, you may just you might just say to the person that obviously doesn't know, you know, that's owned by this company and the profits from that, you know, go to this other country or you know. Well, and I, they have these you know predatory practices. I'm suggesting that maybe there's nothing wrong with that that they well, buy that because again. Well, you got to get. It's not the consumer's responsibility to fund my brewery. No, it's my responsibility no, it, to provide them an option right. that is preferable to tr- them. Yeah, that they prefer over everything else when Fine. they spend their money. That's where you are in the supply chain. But further down the supply chain, there's a publican who should be educating his customers. True. And then, and then the other side of the bar, like me, I can educate them from that side as well. And that's what if, if, you if, guys are all ambassadors of beer. You find yourselves talking to relatives, friends. Yeah. They want to know about beer and what's trending. You're the people that they're always talking well, about. Well, and if all else was equal, and, and you liked beer A and beer B uh, and, and beer I, <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, you liked them all equally, and they were all similarly priced, but then you heard the backstory behind it. It's like, well, this one is you know made in a big factory from a brewery that uh, bought out a little brewery. Yeah. And is uh, marketing t- it to you to pretend like it's you know still a small brewery, yeah. um, and this one is actually uh, you know two home brewers yeah, that, sold that, his car that won, and won awards and uh, you know yeah. have have the serious passion and they gave up everything to to make this glass of beer for you. It's like, huh? I think I'll take that one. I mean, wouldn't you all say that? You would because you're all you're all brewers. Yeah, right. So it's 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 hard to say. I, I, and I, I, you know, I, think I don't know the answer to any of well, this. One of the stuff. I like to see is it's bars that embrace that philosophy, and there's plenty of those in the area that I live in. It's not going to be that uncommon at all. They should have some sort of like pronouncement, an emblem, or a plaque, or something that says we are an independent brewery focused, you know, uh, facility. All right. All right. Let's take another short, quick break. Stay stay here. You can go grab yourself a beer. Um, if you got questions, don't don't hesitate. Uh, we'll be back real quick. They're just going to play a real quick song, and uh, we'll be back right after this. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. 
They even have all grain systems from Grain Fathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems. Thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you. And all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. Um, and it isn't without uh, you know some bit of irony that we're drinking Ballast Point here. Yeah. Uh, Constellation Brands, I mean... Uh, well, David had a question pretty much in that context. Which are the, who are the bad guys? Who are the not-so-bad guys here? Well, that's, a, that's one of the points I was trying to make early on is, well, you've taken money from someone else. Now, I took money from my sister... Yeah. Um, 
good thing that she doesn't try to run the business yeah, she's, and uh, yeah, she's a minority owner. She just, and, she just believes right. in you. That's right. what I do. Exactly. Oh, she's totally gotten into craft beer and all yeah. that. Um, if I took money from somebody who was an executive at, like, uh, InBev, yeah. um, would that be an issue? Oh, it's somebody who wants to get into craft beer, who really loves it, and, and that. Mm-hmm. Is it the amount of money I take? It's you know, it, it, like Justin was saying, is it the uh, what their uh, intent is? Right. Uh, it's it's a, it's a really kind of a murky murky area. Yeah. Now uh, I got a good suggestion. Uh, somebody's saying why why doesn't all the craft brewers you know come up with some sort of logo like a hot yeah. cone or something that they could put on everything yeah. and that everybody could say well you know if it has this it's an independent brewer maybe it's an independent brewery brewery logo. Omar suggested but, that in his keynote. Oh yeah, but then who is an independent brewery? Um, again, uh, my sister. Uh, you know, she owns uh, 16 or 7, 17% of the company. Um, does that make me independent, or does that mean I've got somebody who, I mean, she could, like, you know, suffer a stroke and, and want us to make a Lyric Wine Lager or something? Yeah. I don't know. Um, is she I would listen, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah. Who is she associated with? I mean, is she you... associated with Donald Trump or what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> would 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 it be that uh, you uh, uh, you know if you own if an individual owns the majority of the company it's still independent? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only way you can be independent. I don't see how you can be independent or truly you can claim yourself independent when uh, right. other people own the majority of your company. Right. Unless all those people are of like mind, like you said, Justin, that, uh, uh, you know, it depends on who's, you know, what their intent is with the, you know, with their control. But then, you know, you lose control. So are you independent or are well, it depends you just on a, the involvement you know, a of, the invest- of the investor? I mean, they could be like your sister, hands off, just an investor, mm-hmm. uh, more of a, probably more of a fan in, in a big way. Uh, or, but if you're but if you're if you're you ownership and you're active in it, you could yeah. What you want matters. I mean, you could be you know mm-hmm. doing less than crafts sort of like attitudes. Yeah. You know, right. be well, like, well, I mean, Constellation is an interesting example where they didn't have a brewery as part of their portfolio. Yeah. Uh, and they, so you know that's to them it's more diversifying their portfolio rather than trying to dominate a brewing Doesn't market. Constellation segment. have uh, Pacifico or something? Or? They got Boulevard too. Oh, oh, Boulevard. Oh, no, no, that's Duval. All right, Duval. Uh, who else yeah. do they have? No, is that the only brewery they have? Is Val's point? I I'm not real. No, I thought they were the Pacifico. There's another one. Yeah. Modelo or something like that. Oh, yeah. I think they do have. No, they, they they've got beer. Okay. All right. Well. But again, I, I think it's not the fact that you own only one brewery or multiple breweries. I think it's, it's like Justin was saying, the intent in the marketplace. Right. If the intent in the marketplace is to uh, squeeze, out squeeze out the competition, of course, you know, when I go to the marketplace, I'm like, well, yeah, if I could squeeze out other people and <laughs> more my beer You're predatory there. as well. Sure. That's what business is. But right? you do that by letting the consumer decide. Right. Not, well, not with sinister tactics. Right. I, I'm not doing that by pricing. I'm not doing that by incentivizing the. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I won't do anything illegal. That is not something that I'm. I'm keen or uncompetitive. On. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, and we, we try and help. I, I'm still old school craft brewer where we try and help other breweries. Right. Yeah. And there's still a, a number of us left. <laughs> I will say that a lot of the new breweries that have come on, they are some of the worst in their behavior. They're not old school. The old school was, hey, you worked together and you were very uh, sharing and you were very polite in the way that you worked in the marketplace. Yeah. A lot of these, these folks are coming in and they're trying to give things away and they're trying to they, – they act like the biggest uh, bad behavior – on a zero budget. Because they they say that's the way it's done to their perception? Yeah, I I don't know. And I see really stupid stuff going on by a lot of really small breweries. I've seen it where one one uh, brewer would be helping another get started, right? You've done this for breweries. And then the next thing, and they're taking your hand, they're replacing your handles at 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 one of your accounts. Because what happens now, especially, the whole marketing side is, is getting really independent of the brewing side. Because it used to be the guy would brew beer all day, and then at night he'd go out and try to sell beer, right? Now they've got a separate marketing division. As, as breweries get bigger, they've got marketing people that are incentivized to sell beer. They're not incentivized to be really craft-cultured and be, you know, I'm okay, you're okay, kind of that like hug and, and hug and feel kind of thing. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of more and more marketing-oriented, and that's where, that, uh, that's where we're, you know, the craft itself is stepping on each other's toes. Well, I'll say this. The way I want to compete is on quality. I want right. to go That's out there, That's number one. compete with everybody else on an even playing field, on a fair playing field where marketing dollars and advertising and all that is not a part of it. And I'll just put my beer on the table. You put your beer on the table. Let's have the consumer drink them. And then whichever one the consumer wants to pay for, yeah. right. you know, so be it. And if my beer isn't good enough for that then I should go out of business. That's the way I look at it. Unfortunately, it has nothing to do with quality most of the time. It has to do with who's trendy, who's who's marketing well, and who is, uh, you know, uh, making it happen behind the scenes. And funding that kind of behavior, I don't want to see happen. So that's why I tend with my vote with my dollars and not buy that kind of thing that, that's going to fund that. All right. We got to wrap it up because uh, they're turning out the lights on us. Thank you so much for being here. It is so good to see you all. I missed the last couple of conferences. I love you all. Thank you for being here. Um, it is. It is just. It warms my heart to be here again. Yep. yep. I can't. Uh, I can't tell you how important it is to me. Uh, I am homebrewer. I'll always be homebrewer. Um, me too. Me I just too. do it a larger, larger volume now, and I get to sell it. But I'm still a homebrewer. Uh, if you like to support this kind of uh, craziness, make sure you go over and talk to Blickman. Make sure you, you check out the new Riptide pump. I think it is awesome. Uh, go to thebrewingnetwork.com. Check out the, the store there, slash store. Yep. There's all sorts of goodies for sale there. Uh, the latest thing is they are selling uh, really nice road bikes. They are 66% off. They, they've got the logos on them. They a beautiful green uh, paint job. It's a deal. It's a deal. Yeah. Free, the, free playing cards on the spokes. These these things are like, you know, $1,000 bikes going for like 300 bucks. Free shipping included. Now, it's limited quantity, so if you get on your phone right now, maybe you can snag one. There's only, you know, a couple of dozen left. I'll ride it to your house. Justin will ride it to your house. And there's other good stuff you can buy if, if that's sold out, uh, you know. Uh, there's hats and hoodies and all that stuff. But the bike, that's what you want to get. And uh, there, there's still a few of them. He's checking right now. There's there's still a couple dozen. So get right on there, uh, thebrewingnetwork.com uh, slash store. 
Until then, everybody, thank you for your support. Love you all. Thanks for coming. Uh, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everybody. Head off. Oh.